Wig. It's hot local singles. Did you hear the news that we allegedly swallow a whole credit card of plastic a month? No, a week. No. Yeah. Look at like this. Allegedly from your Presto card. Our food and like plastic containers. A whole Presto card. What are people eating? A whole oyster card. (laughs) A whole oyster, yeah. I think it's just in the sea now. Like the plastic. So if you eat fish, you're eating plastic. You're microdosing plastic. I don't think I eat fish anymore. I don't think I eat fish anymore. Yeah, I tried to make salmon the other day and I didn't want to eat it. So I left it in my fridge and it just like was a bad scene. That's the worst scene. Yeah. Fish needs to be consumed immediately. Oh, I just didn't want to eat it. I didn't, I didn't want to eat salmon, but I had to cook it that night and I I can't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like traumatized. (laughs) I'm taking a break from salmon just because of how expensive it is. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not mutual. Like, Salmon broke up with me, but I'll it's not mutual. Yeah, <laughs> salmon talk, salmon talk. This is gold. I knew we'd strike gold <laughs> early on. Strike mercury for sure. Strike lead. Stroke, stroke my, stroke my mercury. <laughs> um. So it's noon thirty in Montreal, twelve hmm. thirty, and then when the clock hit noon, I was like, "Shit, it's noon already." Does that happen to you ever? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Noon is particularly triggering, I find. Yeah. In some ways, it feels like the day is already over. Once you it's over. Noon. Yeah. Even though that's objectively not true, because where I am, it's 5.30 p.m. And yeah. uh, it's still light out for once. So, yeah. Talking about <laughs> the weather. What's your time. favorite hour? <laughs> oh, God. Um, a solid 9 a.m. is juicy. Really? I hate that because I don't like waking up early, but... If you've woken up early enough, 9 a.m., like, you're cruising. No, at that Oof. point, I'm still, like, zombie. I've been waking up early for work recently, and at 9, I'm still like, what? 10, I think, is when I finally am a person. 10 Maybe is a beautiful 11. time, too. Yeah. I would never say 10 is not a beautiful time. 10 is a beautiful time. <laughs> and 10 is a beautiful number. I say 5, but it's a classic, because 5 is when you're off work. When you're off work, yeah. <laughs> As a fashion gay. Right. And it's like, there's that saying that it's like, it's five o'clock somewhere. It's like such a classic hour. Wow. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Talk about airplane food next. (laughs) (laughs) This is what fashion has done to my brain. Oh my God. Yeah. You and Mm. your fashion. You and your Rick Owens. Don't tell me. Don't talk about him. I'm true. Richard Owens. Richie. Richie Rich. (sighs) Richard H. Christ. I can't hear myself. But I'm hoping that's okay. Well, I hope you're recording. <laughs> because, uh, recording. As, as we've mentioned, that was gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording, and I'm recording through this. You're gonna hate. You're gonna hate this part because I'm striking the mic right now. <laughs> striking. Get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> striking, slapping gold. I liked how. Um, actually, I'm not going to talk about that. Yes. Do, 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 do. About Will Smith, of all things. Uh, I kind of, I kind of would talk. Actually, no. I guess it's been said. Everything has been said about it. Yeah, I think at first people like were kind of horny for it, like a man protecting his <laughs> wife. But then we, everyone was like, "Wait, if people hit me for telling a joke, that's not a world I want to live in." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> comedians are terrified now. Uh huh. Yeah, comedians are like, I can't say anything anymore. I personally, I watched a live, which was a bit 
I find myself that I always watch live those moments. Like I remember the La La Land thing. I was also, I watched it as it happened. Fun. This too. Yeah. It was really fun. We're talking Oscars, obviously. Yeah, we're talking Oscars, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I was awake. I couldn't sleep that night. I was really excited oh, yeah. about this fucking job interview that is literally tearing me up both inside and outside of my body. <laughs> Your whole. And I was, it was like 4 or 5 a.m. here and I like was tossing and turning, mm-hmm. opened up the group chat. You guys were talking, opened up Twitter, saw some videos. I was awake for that moment and it was thrilling. And at that point, not a chance oh, yeah. I'm going back to bed. Like, no. like the adrenaline of something it's like that over. happening is crazy. So fun. Totally. I will, that happened to me literally when the Lala Land thing happened. That was in Barcelona. Also staying up to watch the Oscars because back then I cared, I guess. Although yeah. I watched them this year too. So anyways. Oh. And then it was like 4 a.m. And I couldn't go to bed because it was like, what the fuck is that then? Crazy. Yeah. But Crazy, I personally, yeah. like, I don't care about the ethical dimension of it because they're just celebrities. They're like jesters or like clowns. But I had a lot of fun watching that. I have to admit. Yeah. It was really fun seeing amazing that. entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you can plan that. That's like the housewives. You can't. You can't plan it. No, it was actually alarmingly housewife-like, wasn't it? For housewife. sure. Yeah, and that's why I think I don't mind the quote-unquote violence so much because I've seen it all on the housewives. Yeah, and slapping I, happens, doesn't it? If you're but, like us. Yeah, yeah. But also, slapping is barely violence to me. It's like more of a gesture. It's more symbolic than it is like. <laughs> but like on TV, like I think yeah. the alarming part was the slap. Sure. Like we barely saw that in a way, but then like the camera pans back to the audience and it's like, yeah. Will Smith is yelling like he's never yelled yeah. before. Like full action movie, get to totally. the chopper type beat, like <laughs> screaming. He's like, I am legend screaming at his dog. Get on the fucking I, he's chopper. He's like, I robot right before the like, I don't know what that movie is about, but anyways. <laughs> Right before the robot says I. <laughs> says me. Says we. How's the robot? I, Tanya, is the sequel to I, Robot. On, knowing he's on TV, it's just like how unhinged. Like that level of being unhinged was scary for me. Was like, sorry, I wasn't scared, but like so dramatic. But <laughs> You're like, petrified. That was crazy. Like seeing yeah. that on TV was crazy. At the it Oscars crazy. Of, all, of all things. Of all venues. Like the classiest. It kind of is the classiest thing you can think of. That's the thing, but there's no Golden Globes anymore. So now it's like people get hit. True. Maybe that's why. Yeah, they need like the trashiness of the Golden Globes. They didn't get it out of their systems. So Will had to like do it on, at the Oscars. Will had to do it to him. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that was the trashiest thing I've ever seen in my life on TV, I think. More than the Housewives? I think so. I mean, I haven't watched Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like the violence in the Housewives. Well, no, the Potomac one is, was really intense. Yeah, true. And it but other was than that, it's not that bad. Hard to watch. But yeah, it was hard to watch for sure. I think in that context, you just expect it. And like the blueprint has been laid. The pink print even has been <laughs> laid so many times, you know? You're right. You're so right. many years ago. But to see Will Smith hit Chris Rock is just... Yeah. Like, that's not right. These are two big celebrities, like A-listers. I think it's so right. I loved it. You loved it, yeah. Well, they should both be on a Bravo show in that case, because that's where that shit belongs. Yeah. Andy Cohen was like salivating. You know, Jada wants a reality show. For sure. Well, she has one, essentially. The, the table, what's it called? Where she interviews people. Yeah, exactly. Red letter, live, <laughs> pussy hat table, whatever. <laughs> Word generator. Copywriter extraordinaire, Josh Berto. <laughs> um, hi, listener. Right. Another epic cold open full of all the latest topics. Yeah. 
we really crammed them. Yeah. <laughs> really crammed them up there really tightly. Oh, welcome back. No lube. Welcome mm. back. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of no lube, I'm, um, what is that expression? Raw dogging podcasting today? That's absolutely the expression, yeah. Yeah, just drinking water. Yeah, we're rawing. Look, just water. Oh, yeah, same. Usually I have like coffee and alcohol and like some sort of other like stimulant. Tina. <laughs> Not Tina. Yeah, we're usually like partying with a tea. GHP, yeah. No, I'm just drinking water too. I see that for us. You're looking so cute with your head in your hands. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm giving like like a baby photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. You or know, like, like Anne Gates Besties at a sleepover. <laughs> yeah. On... Should we talk about Charlie? Yeah, let's start with Charlie. Let's talk about Charlie XCX. We've been away for a couple weeks, dare Mm -hmm. I say, over a month. (laughs) And since then, like a a couple things happened. I don't want to say a lot happened because I I just don't believe that. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that, actually. Um, Charlie XCX released her album two weeks ago, Crash. Mm A week ago, the bonus tracks came out, the deluxe edition. But actually, three weeks ago, the album leaked. So oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I've been listening to it for quite a while. And I don't really know where to start because I've kind of been stewing with it for three weeks now. But I would love to hear what you think about Crash. Briefly at first, and then... I'm about to crash, I'm about to crash. All at once, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sort of... I think... What's that, Azalea Banks? I predicted that. I knew that would happen. I predicted when, that, yeah. <laughs> when we talked about Crash back when the singles were out, I think it was Baby, we said the singles kind of suck, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of gems in there. Yeah. And I, we predicted that. I think songs like Crash, uh, Move Me, Content Repeat. What other one do I like? Oh, Lightning, I really liked at the beginning. Now I'm like, okay, you're you're there. Um, it's a bit, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Lightning is just the pre-chorus is really good, but then after that it's like, oh, whatever. I know. But overall, I like it. I don't, I don't, it's not my favorite Charlie whatsoever. I think I would rank it pretty low, actually. Mm. It's like my least favorite, probably with Charlie, like self titled and um, Sucker. I'm not a Sucker fan. How dare you? (laughs) I'm a pop to um, how I'm feeling now kind of guy. Yeah. More emo. I like when she goes emo. Who isn't a pop to kind of? Yeah. I mean, honestly. Pop to is like the Magnum Opus. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Um, The Magnum. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah crash no it's a good album i mean it's a it's a solid off speaking like uh the needle drops a solid offering by recording yeah. artist charlie xcx um, such not- a good album to needle drop to, <laughs> to needle drop towards <laughs> in the direction of crash to crash into to crash um quickly i like it not my favorite b plus um but then i could go more into in if you want or you can start with more in-depth analysis I would do my overview, yeah. Um, it's an interesting end to Charlie's label contract, I would say. I forgot about that part, yeah. That's a big part, I think. It's the end of yeah. Atlantic Records, um, kind of foot being on Charlie's neck. <laughs> and it's been like almost 10, it's been what, 10 years? It's well, been yeah. 10 years. Yeah, since uh, like True since, Romance came out? Yeah, the incredible True Romance. The I do love that one, actually. The perfect sucker. I'm staring you right in the eye. <laughs> yeah, he's like threatening me. And then the two, the two mixtapes that are absolutely career-defining, Number One Angel and Pop 2, Absolutely, that didn't yeah. even count for that fucking label contract, which is That's hilarious so in retrospect. 
Like, what was Atlantic on that they didn't let her use those as albums, honestly? Like, what do they want from her in retrospect? Anyways. XCX World was somewhere in there, by the way, not released. Then it was XCX World, which never saw the light of day, except it did as a leak. And then what was it? Like, Charlie, How I'm Feeling Now, and No Crash. It's a lot of albums in 10 years. That's a lot of albums. And like the last three, I feel like were once a year. Like she was really, once she decided to get out of that contract, she was working. Mm-hmm. She was on the clock. She was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to give these gay guys what they want. And girls. She was at the song switch shop. Honestly, no, she was. Um, so I can, I can respect that. But I would say it's some of her least inspired music. Least inspired? Least inspired Oof. or rather... There's another um, needle drop thing, or rather, or rather, <laughs> most self-inspired music for okay. career. Like for me, I can trace every single song back to an older song of hers. Oh, interesting. In the past few albums, like actually, weirdly, a lot of the vocals sound like True Romance, which I appreciate. She does like a, a deeper, like lower, yeah, vocal range. So I like that. But um, in general, I feel like I've heard a lot of it before. Mm-hmm. And I do like some of it. Like you said, I kind of like move me. I, I think every rule is nice. Um, Constant Repeat is, is good. It's a good song. <laughs> I actually like Yuck a lot, even though it could be like, I like Yuck. by Justin Bieber or like Doja Cat. It's like one of her poppiest songs in a long time. Yeah. I like Twice enough too. I don't mind it. But honestly, it's the bonus tracks for me. Right, the deluxe. Literally, the deluxe songs are my favorite Charlie song since Pop 2. Have you heard them That's much? That's crazy. I just heard the one you sent me, or you told me to listen to, but the names I can't remember. Yeah, the names are really long. Like, okay, yeah. so Selfish Girl is... So there's four bonus tracks. Selfish Girl, I really like. Selfish Girl was the one that showed up in my release radar, so like, I guess the label thinks it's good too, but <laughs> it's like the UKG of Beg For You with the 90s like piano rave of that Robin S sample, what was it called? Um, used to know me, right. not her best, but selfish girl is like a really flawless combination of those two things. Better hook, I think too. Been listening to selfish girl a lot, and then I'm, I guess I'm going through the bonus tracks now. <laughs> How can I not know what I need right now? That's like literally her longest title ever. I'm pretty sure. Literally, what the fuck? That's giving Lana Del Rey title. You know what it's giving? 1975. He co-wrote it. He produced uh, it. I was like the year. When you said that was yeah, no. <laughs> no, that kind of corny band that's like always so wordy. And you can really yeah, hear yeah, the wordiness yeah. of that band in that song. But that said, it's like, it's it's pretty good production. It's like, yeah, it's good. It's good enough anyways. And mm-hmm. then Sorry If I Hurt You is like deeply 80s. Definitely would have fit on the album. I haven't listened to it much actually, but I was just playing it before this. And it's like, it's going off today. I don't know why. You know, like the sun's in the sky. It's just hitting. And then uh, my favorite is What You Think About Me, which is so fucking good. Right, that one's really good. Like, produced with A.G. Cook. Um, Fuck, this one's so good. Like, oh, fuck, this one's so good. Like, (laughs) this one is so Charlie XCX to me in, like, exactly what I want from her. Like, um, I don't give a fuck what you think about me, and I don't give a fuck about the things that you do. I don't give a fuck what you think about me, what you think about me. So yeah, fuck you. And then she repeats that, <laughs> but yells it. You know, like she does it like brattier a second yeah. time around. And actually the so yeah, fuck you is so Lady Sovereign to me. It's like, yeah, I just think it's like, I think it's her like 
her best song in a really long time. And I really like her and AJ Cook doing a more guitar sound together because they haven't actually done that together yet. They're right. They don't really do that together. I'm like hyperventilating. I love that song though. And um, <laughs> she was saying on beats, sorry, I'm going to let you speak. I'll let you finish. No, to no, quote no, another no, no. award show moment. I'm going to let you finish, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll let you finish, but she was on beats one talking to Zane Lowe. Mm. And Zane Lowe is like the horniest, like, most kind-eyed father figure to ever interview anyone. Like, artists really open up to him for some reason. Yeah, they do. He's kind of hot. He's, like, unfortunately admit. Really handsome and really understands the artist's mindset. It's really interesting to watch, especially on video. So Charlie was on his show Mm -hmm. on Beats 1, which exists randomly. And she mentions that she knows that anything she does with A.G. Cook, her fans will eat up, in her words. Her fans will eat it up if she works with H. Cook. And I think that's true. And I think that also explains my sort of fatigue with Charlie XCX since Pop 2. Not right after Pop 2, but like in the past few years, I've just been a little bit tired. I think you know that about me. Right. Um, yeah. So I think, oh, and then she said later that her and H. Cook are working on a new sound and she thinks her fans will be like into this new sound that they're working on. Interesting. Um, and I think... What you think about me it is perhaps a new song, new sound, and I really am happy to hear that new sound because things like constant repeat are good, but I feel like they're so self-referential at this point, and lightning especially, that I get why people like them, and I kind of enjoy listening to them. But there's just something like right. there's like a distance that I have with that sound now that for some reason is yeah preventing me from liking them. But to me, like, what do you th- like? What do you think about me? Doesn't sound like something new. Maybe it's new for her, mm-hmm. but it sounds pretty poppy. Like, it sounds pretty light. It kind of sounds. You're gonna hate this, but it kind of sounds kind of like Carly Rae Jepsen. What? No, like the production, not the vocals. You like blew my mind. Well, it's funny. Like, it's like the context of the guitar. It's honestly like how you go into the song. Like, it's like because yeah, it is kind of a poppy guitar song, but then it's on this album. So what is it? Yeah, yeah. No, and like, and the vocals are very Charlie. Like, the vocals are giving me, like, when she screams on that. It's giving sucker. It's giving me Charlie. To me, it's giving sucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's giving that era when she was like, um, pure pop. Doing that and like, um, I love it. Pure pop. Like, kind of pop. Yeah, that. exactly. When she's like shouting, it's kind of, it's kind of, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. I knew that you were like a bit over Charlie, but so is everyone a bit. Interesting. Say more. Uh, well, I love how I'm feeling now. I think musically is one of her best. Like I really, really enjoy when she does. Like it's simultaneously her most extra when it's hyperpopian. Like the most like like Pink Diamond is insane. It's, yeah. And at the same time, the ones that are like ballady or like slower, like party party for you is like party for you is her best ballad, if not her best song. Period, in my opinion. Okay. Um. So I think that album has really like really good highs and lows, and I attributed it to her just not overthinking it. I think we've talked about yeah. this before, and she's. She overthinks her presentation so much. And I saw that on Charlie, where she was like so adamant to establish this like crew of collaborators. And then it just ended up being a bunch of songs with features that made no sense, like mm. Haim and Claro or whatever. Um, okay. First of all, I love I love Warm with Haim and I love the one with Claro too. Those are my those are the best songs on uh, I hate both of those songs. <laughs> oh my god, we like 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 we like opposite, opposite songs. things. I hate but I love Next Level Charlie. I think it's a little bit better than um, the Crash opening track, too. 
I do like I'm about to crash. I'm about to crash. I'm about to crash. I do too. But next yeah. level Charlie is literally next level Charlie. Yeah, it is next level. I like um, yeah, I like Click, and I like the one where it's like oh, I like White Mercedes. But anyways, that's not yeah, the point. Yeah, the, the point is, um, people are tired of Charlie XCX for two reasons. She's very annoying on social media, mm-hmm. and I think Crash. And this is gonna go back to like my more in-depth analysis of Crash. I think Crash. She didn't fumble the bag, but she didn't achieve what she set out to achieve in a way that makes it really easy to pinpoint you fail hmm. because she declared her intent so explicitly about it being like a main pop girl, like a mainstream pop yeah. banger kind of album. And there's no hits, zero hits were found on this album. Maybe beg for you, but that's just because it's a sample of a, an actual hit. Yeah. So in a way she kind of proved her detractors right because it's like, yeah, you're like an indie pop girl, but you can't really make a, a hit. You're never going to be like a chart girl. Maybe she will be, but I just feel like this album just isn't giving what she explicitly told us it would give. I know. She did that, yeah. Yeah. She like she like did it on herself. She didn't need to do that. I know, but I, I wanted it to be an album of yucks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like same. I actually think that would have been really fun. And I think the bonus tracks would be better than some of the more left-leaning tracks. Yeah. For like the concept anyway. Like I'm like, exactly. I'm like, put the pop two in songs as bonus tracks and have yeah. like or just the 1975 one on the actual <laughs> album. Like if you want to hit, then totally, do it. Totally. I don't know. Yeah. Is that crazy? No, I think that's right. So I think that's a combination of that, a combination of her, like, I mean, her, the lead up to this album was disastrous for her. Like every time she tweeted, it was like, she was just insulted by all her fans because it was so cringe. Do you remember the tweet in question. No, there's too many. There were so many. She was name searching, first of all. Found tweets about herself. Right. When she called a fan a cunt. Yeah. She's like, I don't understand why people are such cunts online. And then she deleted it. Yeah. But she was like replying to a gay guy on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like Vilnikar. But no, yeah, I remember, I remember that. That was a one that was just like, girl, you were taking it too far. She cares so much about what people think about her, yet sings about not caring what people think about her. It's pretty funny. That's a Leo move of her. That's so Leo of her. Uh, She's such a Leo. So I think that now coming off of Crash, now like the dust has settled a bit. I think we're just like tired of discoursing Charlie. We've been having so much discourse about her and real and like, I'm exhausted. Like I'm tired. Like realistically, I like her music, but she's not that interesting to be like an object of discourse for like three years. You know what I mean? Three years. Well, yeah, she puts out new music so often <laughs> and good for her. But it's like, but, but her new music just is, it's just never about the music. It never is just the music with her. It always has to be about some other shit specific, especially crash. Like it became this thing about like commentary on like mainstream pop. And then everyone had to chime in. And then it became about like um a conversation about whether you liked like mainstream Charlie or uh, hyper pop Charlie. Mm. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like. I feel like the conversation is, is not as, no, the content of the music or what she puts out, both the music and the pop star persona is not that deep for this continued like conversation around her, especially Crash. Like I find Crash should be a, again, B plus album, but it's not, it's not inspired. It's not like, no, I don't know. Anyways. Um, I could talk about Charlie all day, though, and like we honestly do um, every episode. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, we're doing it right now, and we're doing it right now. But anecdotally, though, I'll say 
on Twitter, I saw gay guys talking about how they got into Charlie like this year. Weird. Like people you would think would kind of be aware of her and like maybe even Stan already. They said they discovered her this era. And that's just like a testament mm. to the media machine. Like the label system worked for her this this time, I think. Like even the even the tweets, you know, like every single thing helped. And I think she actually gained fans, which is kind of crazy because to me, like I said, it's a decent album and I listened to a lot of it, but it it worked. Like it's like enough of a retrospective on her label career so far that like it works as her last album for the label. And I think it got people into her. Like imagine starting here and working your way back. It's crazy. I can't imagine that. That's like the best possible way to listen to Charlie XCX, yeah. honestly. No shade. Um, yeah, no, I get that. And like she was on SNL. Let's talk about that. That happened. Also, it charted more than, charted higher than any of her albums. It went number one. In the UK. In the UK and somewhere else, yeah. like Important detail, yeah. Belgium, probably, <laughs> like us. Yeah. I was surprised to find out that seven is the highest she's gone. Actually, I thought she would have gone like two or three or even one. I didn't realize she was that unpopular. Which one was seven? How I'm feeling now? This. No crash. Oh, I see. Okay, fine. In the US, like Billboard 200. That's too bad. Um, But it's cool that she was number one in the UK. Yeah. Even people like Lana Del Rey go two, or she's gone number one and... She's like, I mean, her music is pretty alternative. Yeah. So I'm surprised that someone who makes straight up pop like Charlie. And I guess because we're gay guys, but Charlie, you say so constantly in my collective consciousness and our collective consciousness that I find it surprising that she's so unpopular. But I guess that's what she's trying to get at. That's why Crash, the whole point of Crash was that she's over just being a fag hag and she wants to become like a, a mainstream household name. Well, famously, she's tired of being that boom clap bitch. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> and like she needs, she needed a new hit for like the general public to reference her by. And that's true. I wonder if that is on here. I wonder if that's good ones or um, I don't, it's not, it's not New Shapes. Which is a fine song. It's not but... New Shapes. Don't talk about that. No, I hate, I hate New Shapes. It makes me puke. No, New Shapes sounds better after Crash, I think. Like, on the album, I think it sounds good. Uh, I hate New okay, Shapes. For you, maybe maybe that. That one gets played a lot Maybe here. that. Yeah. And that one's charting a lot, it seems. And by a lot, I mean, like, number 47, The Dance. Okay, yeah. Chart. Dance bubbling under. Yeah. <laughs> underground. <laughs> Lithuania. <laughs> Sponsored by Deezer. But I will say... The New Shapes discourse just reminded me that um, I think one thing that keeps me from liking this album more is a personal bias that I should recognize. Okay. Full disclosure, I am not an 80s music kind of guy. Yeah. And that synth in New Shapes is like nails on a chalkboard to me. It's like quintessential 80s synth pop synth. Oof. I hate it. It like gives me shivers. I hate wow. it. Wow. I didn't know that about you. I just... I don't hate 80s music. I don't like it, but I hate that one specifically. It's too, like, I don't know. I don't like it. And then the song sounds really thin when you listen to it. It does a bit, yeah. I, I keep saying that. that, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I hate New Shapes. I think that's like my least favorite song, definitely on the album. Wow. I don't think it's yeah, my least favorite. Right? I think my least favorite is probably the Robin S sample, Used to Know Me. Just like. Oh, yeah. That one is a good name. It's too cheap, you know? Yeah. I'd rather listen to the actual song. Um, that one sucks, yeah. But, I mean, it. you know, even the worst Charlie songs, you can kind of play out and they they kind of go down easy, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. But um, do you think she will leave Atlantic? Because on the interview I was watching with Zane Lowe, she said she doesn't know if she's leaving Atlantic, resigning with a new label, resigning with an indie, going independent. She doesn't know. I feel like after this media like blitz, I'm like, that did her pretty well. I feel like I'd be tempted to sign again with Atlantic, but I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if they'll do that for her again. Oh, that's interesting. You think they're done with her? Yeah. Maybe. I think, well, well, first of all, she, all she's done for the past cycle is talk trash about them, which I'm sure they don't mind that much, but. She hasn't in a few years, but she had a few rough years, definitely. No, but like at the beginning of Crash, the whole, her whole um, narrative was like, if you're trying to be an artist, sell out or like, yeah, do whatever the label tells you. And that seemed pretty shady to Atlantic. I mean, I'm sure Atlantic is shady to her. She's trying to be like TikToky and like authentic or whatever. She's obsessed with being authentic. Yeah. No, I think I think she's shit talked Atlantic way worse in the past. Like fully, like for sure, she has fully like past, yeah. I'm in a jail. Get me out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which makes me surprised that she would consider it again. I think my take on her now is that she's a pretty established indie pop artist. Yeah. And she should just go indie, not independent, but an indie label. Hmm. I just don't think she makes music for the masses. And she kind of needs to come to come to ter- terms with that herself. I think that's the thing that's stopping her from enjoying music. She seems miserable at being a pop star. You think so? Every other interview, she cries. Well, she cries about Sophie. Oh, yeah. No, no, not about that. But it's like, I feel like every other interview, she's being like, not interview, but like tweets and shit and like constantly talking about the critics, then retweeting crit- Metacritic. Yeah. She just kind of needs to like give up and like, she wants to have it all. She wants to be like clinically acclaimed and also like really popular. But yeah, it seems to me like she doesn't realize that her niche is making indie critically acclaimed pop hmm. and she can't have that. And then making like bangers like Ava Max, like that's just not, hmm. I don't know. I don't even know if I agree with that. I don't really know. How I feel about what you just said to me. <laughs> <laughs> like she has no hits. Think about it. She really has no hits. Like boom, clap. That's it. That's all she's ever done. Like mainstream. She like does the EDM features every now and then. Like out, out. That seems to have hundreds of millions of plays. But no, she has no hits. You're right. Yeah. She's not a mainstream artist and she needs to stop trying to do that. And just focus on the fact that she has a really enviable music career. Like musicians out there would kill Liz, uh, Dorian Electra. Uh, all of these people don't say would that. Give <laughs> would give a Keep liver. My wife's liver. name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they would give like both kidneys and their liver to have Charlie's career. No, you're right. And I get that she's trying. She's being ambitious. Sure, that's good. But just, just not. This is not what she does. It, it boils down to her vocals. She's not a vocalist. We all know that. Mm. Beg for you proved that to us. I think. I just think <laughs> it could have been a more mainstream album. I don't. I think she like used the label to get on TV shows and stuff, which was smart. Like go out with a bang, make people pay attention to you, especially in what's seemingly a completely dead year pop music wise. Like she went number one because there was nothing else. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Well, there was Motomami, Motomami, Motomami. That was second place. Yeah. But like distant second. I guess it's Spanish. It's Spanish. It's harder. That's a good album though too. Decent anyway. So good. We should talk about it. We will talk about it. But, um, she used the label to do the promo cycle and circuit, but the songs, they sound like her, but ah, I don't know. Yeah, they have, they're missing a spark, right? It was pitched as a mainstream album. 
And she was going to call the album Sorry If I Hurt You, she said. Yeah. Which is a bonus track in the end. But like, if the album was originally going to sound really 80s, then I think it, she should have gone full 80s. Yeah. I don't know. Just Agreed. like, if she wants an era like a pop star, do an era like a pop star. I agree with you. Exactly. No, yeah, that's what I mean by like, she wants to have it all. Like, she didn't commit to what she was telling us she would do. And in the end, she didn't achieve that. She achieved that kind of critically. I mean, you got like an eight on Pitchfork. People like it. People like but it. But it's not what, it's not the assignment. Like she gave herself the assignment and then did another, and then, then something else. Imagine us saying like one nice thing about her current era ever. You can't. <laughs> you know, we can't. I'm sure we were nice about how I'm feeling now. Probably not. <laughs> Okay, here's my nice thing. Okay. She looks better than she ever has. Visually stunning. Yeah, visually stunning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a baddie. She knows it. And like visually, it has been the most cohesive. No, Charlie also was pretty like. But visually, I like it. It's giving very Tumblr, but I think it yeah. works for her. It does, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, end of an era, I would say. Yeah. Decent end of an era, and I'm not mad about it. And I'm happy it happened. And I think it gave us something to listen to for the past three weeks. So how could I be upset? Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Oh. Is that, what it, is that how it goes? It's all about the friends along the way or whatever. Right. It's the, all about the fags along the, the real, way. The real. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I do think we'll look back on these albums fondly. I think... Um, She's great, you know? I think she's great. Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty amazing discography. Even though I have problems with almost all of it, I, uh, <laughs> it's just because I love it so much in some ways, and I'm nitpicking. Yeah. I wonder what she's going to do next. Me too, buddy. Let's talk about Rosalia really quick. Okay. She's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you said that. I'm like, okay, I like the album. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think the album is great. I think it's like much better than Crash. And I'm comparing them just because they came out on the same night. Yeah, they really did. Um, I don't agree, but go on. <laughs> How can you not agree? It's just so much more interesting. It's so much more musically adventurous. I feel like I, I hear Rosalia's like, not soul, but point of, I don't know. It just feels better. It feels like it reached me, my core way more than, wow. than Crash. Uh, the one criticism is that all the songs are really short and the placement of the songs is really bizarre. Like you'll have a one minute banger and then like a two minute ballad, then a two minute banger, then a one minute ballad. Right. That's a bit confusing to listen to, but it is. Yeah. I think when it's really good, it's like iconic. Um, I'm like struggling with this because first of all, I don't speak the language, but I have listened to the whole thing many times and I find her to be... How do you like this? I find her to be a bit without star power. And I need, you to, I need you to tell me this, if I'm allowed to say that as someone who literally doesn't understand a word coming out of her mouth. Am I allowed to say she has no star power if I don't understand a word? I think you're allowed to say that. I don't agree with that, but you're allowed to say that. Also, funnily, even if you spoke Spanish, it doesn't make a difference because a lot of her singing is pretty nonsensical. Okay. Like, it's not even about the lyrics. Or like, it is about the lyrics, but it's like this combination of English with old like spaniard slang like spaniard zoomer slang that i don't get what you're talking about mm. and then something she does a lot which i guess maybe this matters something that she does a lot is like she like shortens or transforms words a lot mm. to make them fit in the rhyme scheme that part is pretty cool mm. 
The star power? I think she does have star power, but that's hard to measure. Hard it's to measure. Subjective. I watched her on SNL and she was definitely cute. Um, like a tiny little gnome Shade. or something. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't she wearing like a like a duvet? Yeah, something like that. Mm. I think she has a decent voice. Um, I mean, I feel like I, I don't know. I like heard Charlie or something at points in the production. Like, it it didn't strike me as like Rosalian production. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I'm like, all the Spaniards <laughs> are logging off. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's fine. Well, it definitely is very different from the flamenco-based album that she did last year. Um, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like her reggaeton vibe. I do. Yeah, I think that if she had done the same album, again, people would have criticized that. If she yeah. had done like very flamenco vibes, again, people wouldn't have liked that. Um, my favorite songs were probably Biz Cochito. Yeah, that one goes off. Cute is decent, I think. It's so good. Yeah. It's yeah, just it's like, good. to me, it sounds so much more compositionally, like it's so much more inspired. I need to, I'm going to stop comparing, but <laughs> it's just like very unique, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I find it like a little bit forced, to be honest with you. No. I you? love these new opinions we're forming. It's been so long since I've yeah. podcasted. I'm really podcasting. <laughs> it's happening. It's all happening. <laughs> I'm really having an opinion. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I don't know her very well in a way. So like. It's, it was like, wow, she's really doing hyperpop today, is what it felt like to me. Right. Oh, she's really doing motocross today. You know what I mean? Motocross, heavy metal and reflective. I don't hear the hyperpop. She's really, yeah. I hear just like, exer- like experimental pop, reggaeton. Yeah. She also does like a thousand genres in this. She does like bachata in one, like the one with The weekend. Yeah. She does have a couple. Of course, I'm using hyperpop broadly, but um, like El Guincho, that type of... I do like him, but I don't know what I'm saying, as you can tell. <laughs> um, I really like the album, but... Saoko is so good, the first song. Saoko is so good. Yeah. Like, that shit is crazy. It's like freeform jazz, reggaeton, and pop in one song. Yeah, no, you're right. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's all over the place for me. Um, it is all over the place. That's for sure. And also Charlie, not all over the place, but Charlie, the length of the songs. What's up with that? Short. <laughs> Period. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but but in both cases, I don't mind the short song, but in both cases, I felt like sometimes it was missing something. Like the shortness was not earned. You have to earn a short song, I think. You know what? I think I hear the shortness on Rosalia, but I think the songs are the right length on Charlie. No, this is I think more than ever on Crash, she like has an outro like the beat continues there's like a kind of see i hated that almost like a remix section yeah i know what you mean where like something switches i love that i I was loving that on this album a minute of melodies and then a minute of like really washed out mushy outros i didn't like that for some reason i loved the outros i was like yeah this beat is sick actually let me listen to it let me remix the vocals for a sec and get a new take, no, and then fade out. Couldn't disagree less. Couldn't disagree more. Wow. I really crashed the title track. I listened to it until she stopped singing, and then I skip it, the rest. Okay, fine, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is such a short song for that to happen to, but I know what you mean, yeah. Um, it's like throwaway production at the end to me that doesn't have like... Um, I didn't feel that way. Because like, I forget which one. I feel like she was like experimenting with like Euro dance kind of things. 
on maybe like at the end of constant repeat where she's like repeat repeat she like made me think of each song in a new way with the outro and i don't see that for her usually like usually it's in and out you know so i'm talking about charlie still but anyways um with rosalia she often just ended the song yeah, they're just so short. I yeah. think I do think that's also another flaw of the of the album. A lot of them are ideas that could have been developed a bit more. This Cuchito is so short. It's like this could be a three minute song. I don't get why it's not. Definitely, yeah, yeah. But anyways, and like, cute is a little bit disjointed too. Even though I like that song, it's like yeah, I like the disjointedness of that one though. Yeah, a lot of the songs are like that, eh? And yeah, um, Motomami. It's like I think so. One portion of like ballad, and then it goes crazy. Yeah, I appreciate the. Um, you know, I appreciate the madness. Yeah, it is pretty mad, exactly. And I think it reflects also in each individual song. Like, Sawako sounds like a mad song, and then the album is like a mad album. Yeah. Mad scientist on a motorcycle vibes. <laughs> Doing um, donuts around me <laughs> as I try to latch onto something. Okay, last album of the weekend. Did you listen to the Drain Gang? The, what's, what are the names of oh, these guys? Lady, I barely listened to it. But everyone I know has seen Blady in like the last few days. Yeah, same. A bunch of my coworkers went like two days ago. Your 22-year-old Essence coworkers. Let's talk about yeah, that. They're like 24 actually, but yeah. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, please. <sighs> no, I barely listened. It's It seemed fine. Um, I listened once. Through. The first song is really good. I forget what it's called, but the first song is really good. And then, then it becomes kind of like meh. Let me see what it's called. The flag is raised. Oh, yeah. I remember this now. Yeah, the flag is it's the best one. Girls just want to have fun. Has ten million plays though. So yeah, that's crazy. I'm just looking at that too. I've realized that Spotify is the only service that shows you play count anymore. Oh yeah, I'm really glad they do. Really add some context to like industry plans. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like to see which song the algorithm decided is better. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, well that's. The drain gang update. Not not well, bitch. I'll drain your gang. Did you see that shirt that was like um Oh yeah, yeah. Drain yeah. this pointing to crotch and then gang that yeah. pointing to ass. Pointing to ass, yes. That's probably what I was subconsciously referring to, yeah. Quality t shirt. Quality t shirt. It's a good t shirt for sure, yeah. Drain this, gang that. Mm, just thinking. <laughs> just <laughs> all at once at the same time, or <laughs> oh my God, should we take absolutely. turns? Or <laughs> <laughs> so literally, the the music industry has been that weekend. Everyone released, and then it's crickets after that. I guess you're right. There's a few songs I've been liking. I put them on the Hot Local Singles Radio Edit playlist. If you're interested, let us see a couple Danielle Harrell moments. My favorite person, Danielle Harrell, he remixed a song by Sigrid called Head on Fire. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And then um, Yasutaka Nakata remixed a Danielle Harrell song that I love called Take My Heart Away. And that's an amazing song. Oh, too. And you've been listening to the new Brie Runway too? And I love the new Brie Runway single. Yes, thank you for mentioning it. Thanks. <laughs> Produced by Easy Fun, my other favorite person in the world, other than Danny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it could probably fit on Crash, actually. Like, it sounds like... What's that song? Like, In the Air Tonight? It's giving mm-hmm. that. Phil Collins. Yeah, it's giving Phil Collins. Oh, well. It's really a, it's really a beautiful song. Bree's never sounded better. My take. I love Bree. 
Yeah. I, I literally haven't listened to the song, but I need to. You do need to. I think you'll, I mean, if you hate 80s, you might have to. I don't hate 80s. I don't love it. I hated that specific synth 80s in that song that shall not be named. Which one? Oh, New Shapes. New Shapes. Okay, okay, yeah. fine. More like old shapes, am I right? <laughs> I don't hate 80s music. I just don't love it. Yeah, fine. It's so cold. It's so cold sounding, sounding, I feel like. It's actually like relatively new to me. Like I didn't grow up with it. It meaning 80s music as a broad idea. <laughs> but um, I do like the song Rip It Up by Orange Juice, if that helps. Okay. That's a good sure. one. Well, I wonder if I have any 80s songs that I like. Yeah, can you whip out any 80s songs? Um, I like the Smiths. That's 80. I like the I like Madonna in the 80s, but I like 90s Madonna way more. Way more. 2000s even. 2000s slaps, yeah. Yeah. What else is 80s? I can, I can only think of the Smiths. Uh, New Order, I guess, is 80s. That's okay. New Order is like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I, as if I have any merit <laughs> to say yeah. New Order is just okay. <laughs> New Order is Ds. <laughs> New Order is mid. <laughs> Um, I do have an 80s playlist that is only 10 songs lost long. I would love to see what's on that. It's Kiss by Prince, which I played actually at the radio hour that other time. Yeah. Johnny and Mary by Robert Palmer. A lot of New Order, some Roxy music, and some Talking Heads. Oh, yeah, okay. Talking Heads and New Order. That's a decent, like, sex playlist. I'll just say it. Oh. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> The call, the call, and the call and the all my windows shatter. I'm like, wait. <laughs> the silence was because in my head I was trying to think, what do I respond to this? Do I respond? I don't listen to musical. I'm having sex, or do I? I don't even do that either. To to the actual content of the sentence. <laughs> is that a good '80s? Yeah, a good song playlist. Yeah, sure. Any Prince, I think, is good. Is good. Is Prince is like made for that. Prince is on the Prince. nose for me, but I think like New Order can be hot. Like. I don't know, very male. If, especially if you're two guys having anal intercourse, I think that could work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be weird to be having anal intercourse between two fellows and then a woman starts singing. It's like, okay. I mean, that has happened <laughs> towards me and you do have to laugh, don't you? <laughs> I think it's giving Freudian. It's giving like mm. mommy issues. Yeah. There should be a woman in the room. So we're substituting by like a voice. Oh my God. That's scary stuff. It's happened towards me, not often actually, but if I've, I've had hookups in the past where they played like deranged EDM edits of some like anonymous female vocalist, you know, Ugh. the vibes. That's happened to me too, yeah. Like a YouTube mix of EDM. That's so messy. Exactly, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's when you leave. We've already talked about this on a Loveline episode, but that's when you yeah. U-turn and leave. That's when you pack your bags, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Put your shoes on and it's like, sorry. Hopefully your shoes are still on, honestly. Like, you've seen the hue bulbs and you've already beelined to the door. I've already made that joke. But. It hasn't happened to me in a while, though. I think I think music, sex music, low-key low fell off. Hmm. People stopped doing that. But sometimes you have to for roommates, don't you? Um, oh, true. So that's your privilege speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Privilege is showing. You don't have roommates either, bitch. Yeah, but I'm not centering myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, very convenient. I'm ignoring my non-roommate privilege I'm right decentering now. myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm Juan. excluding myself from this narrative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only good thing Taylor Swift has ever said. <laughs> um, 
Well, that was fun. I feel like I really got some thoughts out. Yeah. You know? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, should I whip open the doc from literally weeks ago? This is from <laughs> like the first week of March. Yeah. Tons of people being sued for plagiarizing songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Dua Lipa. Sam Smith and Normani were sued for, quote, obvious infringement on Dancing with a Stranger. To this day, one okay. of the best songs to hear in an Uber at night. I've said that before, I'll say it again. Okay. Um, Ed Sheeran denies using litigation to intimidate other songwriters in copyright dispute. Katy Perry wins appeal in Dark Horse copyright <laughs> suit. Okay, good for him. Yes, I him. Crazy. Dua Lipa stole levitating. Like, so many. People just want that royalty money, is what it is. Exactly. I'm usually on the side of the artist because I don't like when people set the precedent. I mean, it's because it's music. It's not like um, everything is sample. Everything is somehow interpolated. Creativity works that way. So yeah, the Dua Lipa one was really funny too. I don't know if it's true, but I saw this guy on TikTok showing how the band that was suing her had actually uploaded the song on SoundCloud like a few months ago or something like that. Mm. And there was like an original version that sounded nothing like Levitating. Oh. But then they like re- they deleted that version, then re-uploaded a version that said that had that oh. levitating refrain, which is not even, which is originally from another really popular song I can remember right now. So it's not even they invented that melody; someone else had already done it. Yeah, but who cares about that? A lot of them are like, I mean, essentially completely unknown artists with essentially completely unknown songs, yeah. claiming that these massive people copied them. And I can like imagine it happening in like a studio, like writer's room type com- context but for sure it's a little convenient with everything happening at once i would say yeah and you just can't prove it like the copy part of it you can't prove it without landing in like every murky territory where everything like you can get sued for anything like yeah you know what i mean you really can't prove it though like because like these musicians first of all if they're copying or inspired by something they're not actually using the same chords they're like they're it's changed like in the court of law like when you write it out on paper in like notation, music notation, it's not going to look the mm. same. It's just going to be the same vibe, you know? Right, right, right. Like these, these Swedish musicians are smarter than that to actually steal. Yeah. And you can't sue for vibes. Vibes are not suable. You can't sue for vibes. <laughs> <laughs> vibes are not a private property. They're public. The only public property left in the world is water, mm. sometimes, in some countries, and vibes. Water and vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're running on tonight today water and vibes yeah <laughs> <laughs> i actually finished my water so now it's just vibes oh shit <laughs> <laughs> hydrating vibes <laughs> oh my god water and um, vibes anyways yeah the other shit we had was like stupid nfts really we had nfts that seems hard to believe where uh sia runs an nft twitter account that's affiliated with snoop dogg <laughs> i don't even know enough said on that yeah <laughs> the madonna biopic which i really only talked about like a few months ago a few weeks ago but now it's like ancient news i mean i just want to know who literally is cast like stop telling yeah, exactly. me who's trying yeah. out for this movie. <laughs> i thought it, i think it's so fucking funny that there's so much publicity and you know she's doing it like yeah is going to be leaking all this shit about madonna herself trying to like promote herself she's an attention whore another leo i mean she has good pr is what it is too yeah. like this is their job yeah i find it really funny to be thinking of like margaret no what's her name florence Pugh, and like alexa demi competing in a, da- in a dance-off yeah yeah and like dasha in front of madonna <laughs> julia fox yeah. 
<laughs> Julia Fox is lucky because she's getting casted as the friend. So she doesn't probably doesn't have to compete with anyone. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's getting that supporting supporting role Oscar for playing Debbie Massar or whatever. Um I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. That's something that happened a few weeks ago. I think we should stop looking at this note. <laughs> this note sucks ass, yeah. Yeah, and it's so old. There's also a, an official Dorian Electra pocket stroker available now on her web shop if you're interested. It's um, of their mouth with the, the little mustache thing. And then um, I guess you fuck it is what you do. So uh, if you're interested in that. If you're interested in fucking Guy Fox, You can go ahead and uh, figure out what Dorian Electra's website is because I'm not helping you, you perv. Do you think it's model after their throat? Well... <laughs> Don't get me started on the inside of flashlights. Oh yeah, you've used one in the past. I have yeah. experience. Yeah, no, it's more like um a fun fair. <laughs> Picture this. <laughs> no, ribbed rib for his pleasure. There's like nubs. There's swirls and nubs, and uh, I mean, it's not like you feel that, but you know that from pictures on the website. Oh, I see. I see. I hope that helps. Does it feel? Does it feel better than a hole? Um. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'm sure it's all the same though. Anyway, no. I mean, it's it was like yeah, it was decent for sure. When I really needed it most, it did have my back <laughs> and my pole and your pole. <laughs> <laughs> um, true. Okay. No one's listening anymore. That's <laughs> funny. Everyone's like, okay. These are read log off. <laughs> okay. Do we have like one more topic to really push us over the one hour mark? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm looking at the thing. 57. Hmm. So, um, so short. It's giving Charlie XDX album. <laughs> it's giving Motomami. We could apologize for being away for weeks. Oh, yeah. We were going to try not to, but. Yeah, what happened? Oh, I started work, which made it harder because I get home at like six exhausted and by six is midnight where you live. And I'm literally even more exhausted. Yeah. So that's kind of why we haven't. Yeah. Um, and then. Anyways, I have this job stuff coming up. And if I, if I get this job one, life-changing. Oh, it's over. Like, it's over. But in the best way. Like, I really want this job to happen. And I'm not going to say a word about it. I hope it does. Yeah. No, but you have to manifest it, right? Remember we were saying? <sighs> Listener, what do you think is tea? We were debating Sound earlier off. in the group chat. Sound off in the comment section. Do you manifest things or do you prepare yourself for the worst? Yeah. I'm, I'm a latter kind of guy. I'm a pessimist kind of guy. Yeah. And I like to be prepared for things not happening. <sighs> but I don't think, or at least that's my opinion. I don't think it like debilitates me or I don't think I'm so pessimistic that I have a bad attitude towards things. Like if there's an interview coming up, I'm, I'm trying to be as confident as I can. Yeah. But then after the fact, I'm not, I try to be as pessimistic as I can. Once it's out of my hands. Yeah. I'm like pessimistic because I like to prepare for failure. I like banish it from my mind to uh, like not a chance I'm getting this. Not a chance this will happen to me. And I have to say, I do seem to manifest that a lot. I manifest it not working. (laughs) True, true, true. But I don't know what to do. I will say when I had an interview for a school, it felt like it was going to happen. And I thought like that for a few days and then it happened. Juan. You're moving to New York. No, I haven't decided yet. You haven't? I think I have, but not, I haven't made a, an official decision, which is so bad. How much time do you have left to decide? Like yesterday. NYU. No, not really. I mean, it's NYU versus U of T. 
U of T meaning Toronto, meaning not going to happen in a million years. Me. But you think it might happen. U of T is just better academically. And if I was really responsible about like why I'm doing a PhD, I would choose U of T. Wow. But NYU is just like way more exciting, obviously. I mean, undeniably so. I did promise months ago or even a year ago on this exact program that if you move to New York, I'm coming to visit and jumping off the Williamsburg Bridge. <laughs> So I I do stand by that. That will be happening <laughs> if you move to New York. We can record it. Okay, fine. For yeah, a pod. We'll twitch it. We'll twitch stream it. Be like screaming, oh, and then water splash. That's cinematic. It's giving crash. But yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm really stressed out about this decision. I'm sad too. Mm. Like it's hitting that it's so real. Oof. And the sadness is making the decision harder. I can't think straight. And then... Sorry, the sadness of... Just like leaving my boyfriend and like friends. Yeah. Yeah. And like that makes it harder. And the fact that I've been working a lot the past week, I just haven't had the time to like sit down and think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realistically, I still have like probably by the end of the week, I should make an official decision because UFT is getting impatient. But they're they're annoying for that because they should know that people have like a lot of options and... All American schools give you till April 15. Mm. UFT is just pushy because it's like their bargaining chip is that they're they're trying to get people to say yes early. Right. Um, because it's like not a, it's a very new program. So I think that people are a bit more hesitant to say yes to it. Got it. Yeah. Who knows what I'll do? It's been crazy. Like, yeah, you've been dealing with your master's, um, your PhD or whatever. Sorry, I don't remember. Are they the same thing? PhD, same shit. Who cares? No, they're not. Period. Now we the, ma- the master's comes before the PhD. Well, not always. You don't need to have a master's to do a PhD, but nowadays you kind of do. So this is for your PhD. Mm-hmm. So you've been dealing with that for like literally over a month now. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you started work and I've been literally losing sleep over this job thing. Mm-hmm. That like, yeah. So many things to be superstitious about right now. I know. I don't like, I don't consider myself superstitious, but when shit like this is going down, like life changing stuff, it's like, yeah, my true colors come out. I'm like, I'm like not mentioning stuff. I'm not jinxing stuff. You know, it's like real white people, mm-hmm. real white people superstition. You should go to church on Sunday. <clears throat> I think that's true. I, yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I went to church recently, um, the morning after a rave, if that helps. No, oh, but. No, it doesn't count. Was there a priest in there? No. So it doesn't count. Yeah, it was pretty disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> pretty godless. Um, but um, I think that's it. Pray for us listeners. Pray that God illuminates our decision-making and gives us opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe something could happen to us for once. You know, I know something Try positive. That. You mean don't don't say just something because say something positive will happen to us. Oh yeah, okay. Maybe say something, something will happen to us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um. So yeah, listener, hope you're well. We'll see you soon at some point. Yeah. Um. Whenever you need us most. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.